There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made. That you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. I've been a Navy SEAL for 36 years. Every morning in SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room, and the first thing they'd do was inspect my bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers would be pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. It was a simple task, mundane at best, but every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. That seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough, battle-hardened seals. But the wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. It matters not whether you ever served a day in uniform. It matters not your gender, your ethnic or religious background, your orientation or your social status. Our struggles in this world are similar, and the lessons to overcome those struggles and to move forward, changing ourselves and changing the world around us will apply equally to all. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever, you're wrong. I saw it happen every day in Iraq and Afghanistan. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. 
you will likely fail often, and it will be painful. It will be discouraging. At times, it will test you to your very core. At that darkest moment of the mission is a time when you need to be calm, when you must be calm, when you must be composed, when all your tactical skills, your physical power, and your inner strength must be brought to bear. If you want to change the world, you must be your very best in the darkest moments. If I have learned anything in my time traveling the world, it is the power of hope, the power of one person, a Washington, a Lincoln, King, Mandela, and even a young girl from Pakistan, Malala. One person can change the world by giving people hope. Start each day with a task completed. Find someone to help you through life. Respect everyone. Know that life is not fair and that you will fail often. But if you take some risks, step up when the times are the toughest, face down the bullies, lift up the downtrodden, and never ever give up. If you do these things, the next generation and the generations that follow will live in a world far better than the one we have today. And what started here will indeed have changed the world for the better. Finally, in SEAL training, there's a bell, a brass bell that hangs in the center of the compound for all the students to see. All you have to do to quit is ring the bell. Ring the bell, and you no longer have to wake up at 5 o'clock. Ring the bell, and you no longer have to be in the freezing cold swims. Ring the bell, and you no longer have to do the runs, the obstacle course, the PT, and you no longer have to endure the hardships of training. All you have to do is ring the bell to get out. If you want to change the world, don't ever, ever ring the bell. Sacrifice is always required on the road to your dream. The question is, what are you willing to sacrifice? I heard a story that was, that was powerful. It's a story of a general who was leading his men into war. And as they got into their fleet of boats, they were going to take an island. As they reached the island, the men got off the boats and the general gathered his men before they went into battle. He looked at them and he gave them three words. Burn the boats. Now, this is powerful because he's telling them there is no retreat. Absolutely no retreat. Like option A is the only option. Option B isn't possible. And he instilled into his men a mindset of courage and clarity, of conviction that allowed them to understand that this is the energy that you need to go and win this battle. The reason why this story is so powerful because each and every one of us as we're going into the battle of life, whatever it is that we are trying to accomplish, this mindset is necessary. Like you dream getters, when you're going after a goal, when you're going after your aspirations, when you're going after something that might feel 
different to you. It might be bigger than the shoes that you're in right now. What it's telling you, what the general was telling his men was that I need your mindset to be ready for the war that we have in front of us. And oftentimes, many of us step into new scenarios and new arenas with doubt. We're clouded with doubt. And we wonder why it is so difficult for us to grow into the version of the best version of ourselves. And if you don't have what you want, stop telling yourself the story because you don't have the money, you don't have the time. It's because you haven't committed yourself where you would burn your boats. If you want to take an island, burn your boats and you will take the island because people, when they're going to either die or succeed, tend to succeed. And the general was looking at his men and he understood that he needed to literally light a fire within them. He needed to ignite something in them that let them know that he was going to lead them to victory and nothing else. And oftentimes for many of us, that is a difficult mindset to get into. It is very difficult to step into a new arena, a new situation, a new environment and have the courage, the confidence, the conviction and the clarity to know that is yours for the taking. Sometimes it will be time. Sometimes it will be effort. Sometimes it will require isolation. Sometimes it will require you to put yourself in environments where you have to grow. Sometimes it will require you to make new relationships and put yourself in environments that you're not aware of. Are you willing to make the necessary sacrifices to become the individual that you need to be to go after that dream? So my question to you, as we step into a new arena, as we're growing into the best version of ourselves, have we burned our boats? I'm on government assistance and I run out of money and I had to buy Pampers for Jelani. And I had $11.42 in the bank. And I remember wrapping my son in a towel for two days. I remember the second day, like you said, I had my, my hand on Jelani's stomach and I said, don't worry, baby. Mommy will never be this broke or broken again. And that day, what shifted for me was I was willing, and I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, I was willing to completely die to any form of me that I had been so that I can birth the woman that I was becoming. The reason why a lot of people won't become who they want is because they're too attached to who they've been. And you hear it all the time when people say, I've always been this way. Okay, well, if that's working for you, keep doing that. I knew it wasn't working for me any longer. I had hit my version of rock bottom. So I was willing to let go of everything and everybody. See, another reason why people won't get there is because the doorway is for you to fit through. You're trying to carry everybody else through because you're trying to be rescue 911. And you got to rescue you first. I am much more valuable to my family and to my community because I was willing to let them go. Go through the door myself teach myself, learn myself, condition myself, and then come back and get them. I'm much more valuable to them now. But I had to go through a window time of 10 years of judgment 
You leaving us, hanging out with white people all the time. You going to these crazy countries. We, we don't know what you, I, I had to be willing to, to allow my conviction to make me inconvenienced. See, we want to grow, but we want to stay liked by everybody. I was willing to be my own rescue at the risk of your approval. But most of us aren't like that. Facebook is an example. We want to be liked. Well, I woke up and I like myself today, so your like is extra. My, my job is to like me first. I was willing to say every day, Lisa, you like you? Lisa, are you proud of you? Lisa, are you playing for loud? Every day before I checked in with anybody else. I was willing to inconvenience my entire life. My entire life. I was willing to disrupt my entire life to buy my future, to buy my possibility, to give my dream a chance. See, we're not supposed to tuck our dreams in on the, on the pillow when we get up in the morning. We're not supposed to leave them at home and go and fulfill somebody else's dream. We're not supposed to do that. That's not what we're wired to do. That's not who we are. Your human spirit doesn't care about the economy. The human spirit doesn't care that my son's father went to prison. My, the human spirit doesn't care what's happened to your family. The human spirit doesn't care about the past. You may have been molested or your family may have been broke or, or you may have been betrayed or you may have a divorce. Your human spirit doesn't care about any of that. Your human spirit simply says, what's our command for today? tomorrow what do you want to create it's not keeping score your brain is keeping score because your brain is designed to keep you safe your soul your intuition your human spirit is designed to make you soar when you get to the edge your brain will always tell you to step back it's always going to tell you to step back because you can fall, always. It's gonna tell you to step back. Because before you fail, the last time you did this, you saw someone else fail, you could hurt, you could be off work. It's gonna tell you, it's designed to keep you safe. So you have to be willing to play between your brain and your soul. And on some days, you gotta just listen to your soul. And you gotta say, I'm gonna leap, I'm gonna get to the edge. Most people are at the edge, and you're standing at the edge, and you're watching everyone else fly. That's pit my ride, watch my crib, all this stuff. You know, watching people's lives on Facebook. You're at the edge, watching someone else live, wondering what it's gonna be like when you jump without ever jumping. And I'm just here to tell you, jump. Because only three things can happen. You're either gonna jump and fly, or you're gonna jump and fall on something soft. Are you going to fall down hard? Either way, you're going to get back up. You already know you got what it takes to get back up. You're not, your greatest fear is not that you will fall. Your greatest fear is that you will live a full life and never fly. That you never leap. You're not afraid of dying. You're afraid of dying before the world sees who you really are. Before they really get your fingerprint. Before they really feel your breath. Before they really get your contribution. Before they really feel you. That's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to leave this place without us knowing you were here. All I'm doing is giving my, my dream a chance. And I'm not extraordinary. You don't get off the hook. You don't get to be let off the hook. I'm an ordinary woman who chooses every day to make one more extraordinary decision. I've come a long way, but I have a long way to go. I'm on a journey where I've come a long way, but I still have a vision that I have to reach for. And as I'm going on this journey, I'm realizing that there are a few things that are absolutely imperative to keep.
in mind. Number one, you can't do it alone. Nothing that you're after can be really done alone. You have to understand who is on your team, who is a part of your team, how are you contributing and adding value to their lives, and how are they contributing and adding value to yours? Who are you sacrificing for? Because if they're not there, I promise you, that reward will feel so empty. Number two is what sacrifices are you going to make? Dreams require sacrifice. Oftentimes it requires time spent alone, time spent doing something that you never thought this is before my first TEDx talk. I used, I used to walk in the park by myself and give talks over and over again, imagining what the crowd would look like, who I wanted to be on that stage. This was a year before I ever started speaking. And while I'm not saying I'm far on the journey now, I just understand that there are going to be sacrifices that need to be made as you go on your journey. My question for you right now is, as you're on your journey, what sacrifices are you intentionally making? Where are you going and what are the things that you're saying, you know what, if I cut this out and I cut this out and I add this in and I add this in, I develop this habit and I cut this habit, I will grow into the person that I'm supposed to become. What are those things for you? Have you identified those? And last but not least, what is the legacy that you're trying to leave behind? This word legacy is interesting because oftentimes it's, it's spoken by those who are 50, 60, 70, like society has put it in a situation where we're only supposed to think about legacy at the end of our lives. I think legacy is something that you do every single day. How do you walk in your legacy? Meaning, what are you leaving behind? What impression are you leaving on the people who are around you? How are you moving and operating in a way where someone understands what you stand for and who you are now? What is your legacy? You're walking in it. It's not something that you build at the end of your life, it's something that you're doing right now. We are on the journey of becoming, so never be scared of answering the question and tackling the question and grappling with the question, the frustrating question, the question that might not have an answer right now. Are you on the right path and understand that that's the only path you will take? Because if you operate with that type of mindset, victory is yours. Everything that I need to get back up, I have in me. If I don't have what I need, I can go get it. Once I figured that out, the world was my like playground. Like just, the question was just, where do I go get it? Where do I, oh, I don't know about that. Where do I go get it? Right. And um, and I don't come from a learning background where I was a great student. I wasn't, you know, my highest grade in school was a C plus. And when I got a C plus, I did the happy dance. <laughs> and um, and so I didn't have a background where studying was natural for me. But when I realized that if I go study something and I learn it, I own it, it's mine now, right. man, it was crazy because all through school I struggled. I, the last time I took an English class, my English teacher told me I was the weakest writer she ever met in her entire life. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. And the same year I took a speech class and my speech teacher, he said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a desk job. And so I... That's mean. Yeah, it just, it's just, you know, it was, it was demotivated people, um, sad people, hurt people hurt, sad people make other people sad. Hurt. Bottom line, don't take it personal, hurt people hurt. Mm -hmm. See, most people want the convenience of transformation without the inconvenience of required, yes, required for transformation. So 
My grandmother says, and I love to repeat this, your conviction, what you're passionate about, your conviction and your convenience don't live on the same block. (laughs) They ain't even in the same zip code. So if you want to have a conviction for something, you have to sign up, sign up to be inconvenienced. We're trying to find convictions and passion and breakthrough on the inside of our box. Well, when you realize that the box doesn't even exist, like someone made up, oh, you're playing outside the box. So we all bought into, there's a box. Well, I don't live in, I don't even own a box. I don't even, I don't want to get in your box. <laughs> like, you better come out here because I ain't getting in there. And so when you start thinking like that, Tom, all of a sudden, everything is possible. So I, you know, pe- I disrupt people when I say, you want to make me extraordinary because it lets you off the hook. What if the God that we call God, the divine, whatever your faith is, what if there's no partial? It's not going to give me a hookup and not give you one. not going to give me an opportunity and not give you one. I'm just going to go after it. If I die, I'm going to die on a treadmill, like Wilson said. I'm going to be on the treadmill running. You know, I'm, not, I'm just not going to stop because I believe all things are available to us. I'm just willing to go after them. Are you willing? And then that is so disruptive because then you got to make a decision. Because it's easier to live inside the parameters of, well, as a black woman, well, as born and raised in South Central, well, I'm academically, I'm dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. I wrote seven books. I'm dyslexic. So just knowing, like, I'm not perfect. What I do really well is I manage my imperfection well. And so we're all waiting for perfect. It's an illusion that will never come to you. And it's an excuse to never show up and play. Your story is not meant to be your fortress. Your story is meant to be your fuel. Any story. Like the fact, the beauty of me being one of the top 1% earners in America is that I was on government's assistance. Right. Like that's the beauty. Like, come on, it wouldn't be a big deal if my family was rich or whatever. (laughs) Like, I'm supposed to do something. The beauty is that when you show the little engine that could story, like I'm not gonna run fast, but I ain't gonna stop running. I might slow down and have to breathe and catch my breath, but I'm not stopping. Because I believe all things are available to all of us. And good people should do well. Because when good people do well, good people just do more good in the world. I'm that same girl who ran track for Dorsey High School, who struggled to get through high school, who got kicked out of college because I couldn't afford to stay. That was on government's. I'm that same girl. I'm that same girl. I don't forget her. I'm also that same woman who runs a multi-million dollar business. I'm also the same woman who has seven bestsellers. I own both of those. I own all of it. I don't shrink to my greatness and I don't live in my saga and my sorrow. If you can own your brilliance while owning your, your imperfections, if you can own your giant while owning your smallness, if you can live in duality, constant duality, the freedom will be earth-shaking if you can live in that See, either you don't want to be as great as you really are and you're trying to dim your light so that others won't feel insecure about themselves in your presence. And so you keep playing at 79 watts when you know you're supposed to shine at 159 watts and you keep checking the temperature of the room to see what the room can handle versus just giving the room you and letting them, if if your light's too bright, then let them put on some shades. Can you give yourself permission to live in the duality of your imperfections and your smallness and what you're learning and what you still have to learn and your greatness and your brilliance and your light? Can you allow them to coexist and then serve them up to the world? To love you, to see you, to inhale you, to judge you, to leave you, to love you. You're just, some of us are just as afraid of being loved as we are to be left. 
If you go where you've never gone, do what you've never done, and say what you've never said, you'll become the woman and the man you've always known yourself to be. I was on the phone last night with 2020's customer service team. I need a refund. Listen, this is not what I signed up for on January the 1st. I had resolutions on my fridge. I had goals in my journal. I had quarterly benchmarks I needed to hit. This is not the year I signed up for. I have my receipt and I want my damn money back. You know what the lady said to me? You know what she said? We don't do refunds, Mr. Roberts. All sales are final. Make it work. Say what? There's a pandemic ravaging the globe. I can't leave my house and this woman tells me to make it work. Listen, when you sit at the poker table, you don't get to play both sides. You're not the dealer. The cards you get are the cards you get. Your hand is your hand and you got to play it out. Now the question is, are you going to play it out or fold? That's the question. This hand you've been dealt by the black deck dealer called life. Are you going to play it out or fold? Hey, we got to play it out. And this tornado that swept through your life, through your family, the storm that has overturned your business, uprooted your dreams, this was not the plan. But let me tell you what's about to happen. Somebody is going to emerge from this crisis better than when they walked in. Out of the ashes, someone is going to rise up with the light of the gods shining on their face. Out of the pit, a warrior is going to stand up, bloody, beaten, bruised, scarred. She's going to look like she's been through hell and back because she has. And the question is, is that going to be you? Okay, so your season got cut short. Now what? You gonna jump on the gram and talk about how you got gypped? How many buckets you would've had? How many medals you would've won? You gonna start training? You gonna stop waking up early? You gonna stop hitting the pavement? You gonna stop eating right? You gonna stop getting in extra reps? So your, your, your book deal fell through. Now what? You gonna stop writing? You gonna stop emailing publishers? You gonna stop looking for editors? Hey, listen, I get it. I get it. I understand. But you've got this. Here's what winners do. They assess, adapt, advance. In the words of the great Ray Lewis, you got to be a different creature now than you were three months ago. Coach, what you want me to do? Assess, adapt, advance, assess. Hey, listen, it's time to take inventory. This is a battlefield. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities to capitalize? Adapt. How can I take advantage of this situation? What can I learn? What can I get better at? What books can I read? What podcasts can I listen to? How do I use this time to get better at my craft? That's the question. And then we got to advance. Oh yeah, this is the time to push. This is the time to move forward. 
This is not the time to retreat. I'm going to repeat that. This is not the time to retreat. Somebody's got to win and it might as well be you. So move. Coach, but what move should I make? Any damn move. The problem is that you're sitting on the sideline, second guessing every play, every step, every call. It's got to feel right. The stars have to align. Get off the sideline and get in the game. You know how many things have to go right every single morning for you to wake up? There are 1,281 mechanisms in your body that have to fire in order for the human body to wake up. You're not getting up every morning on accident. You're the baddest machine on the planet. Now it's time to be the badass you were built to be. When the dust settles and COVID-19 goes the way of the bubonic plague, there are some people who are going to walk out of their houses with better bodies than they had before the lockdown. There are going to be people who will walk out of their houses fluent in a language they didn't know. There are going to be people who will walk out of their houses being able to code better than before the lockdown. There are going to be people who will walk out of their houses with a book written. That's the reality. That person is going to be you. That person is going to be me. 2020, we don't need no damn refund. We're ready to win. No struggle, no progress. Stay in the deep end. 